0: Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast, sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery, Global Septic, and AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. And it was a weekend for the trombone.
1: Uh,
0: you guys spent, were you guys all up there Friday and Saturday? Yeah. Wow. Which, which one do you want to talk about first? We've got Napa line up first on the list, but... Yeah. What a what a weekend of highs and lows for you in particular, Josh. Why is that? Well, Friday, uh the University of Washington football program won a game, I, I understand. On. Defeated the Ducks of Oregon and yeah. became the last Pac-12 champion. Perpetual. <laughs> Do you feel like you helped out in any way? No. Well, are you a booster? No. <laughs> <laughs> Would you I'm, ever-
1: I'm not even like I'm on my first year of actually being a fan, too, because, like, I covered them, so I wasn't, like, rooting for them, like, the entire time I was in college. It was actually, I had a really um, funny interaction with my girlfriend uh, after the game. She was like, yeah, we did it. And I was like, we? Who's this we crap? And she was like, you went there. You're not covering them anymore. I'm, like, slowly getting into this whole fan thing. Well, congratulations to you personally. Yes. I, I did great. It was... It was fun tweeting out when I got down at the, during the end of the, the Elm game that, you know, standing on the, the the home turf of the undefeated Pac-12 champions.
0: Very good. Do you think they're going to win their next one? Who do they play? Texas? Texas, they might. You know their coach, too, right?
1: He's a UW guy. Uh, he left before. He got fired before I got there. Uh, yeah, he had some. Dylan was the fan back then. I was. Did you get fired or just leave for USC? Oh, he might have just left for USC. Just left, he but... was not sober when he did whatever it was.
0: It sounded like he had a really fun run at UW from what I've what i understand he had fun mhm all right on to the uh, the uh, local games on saturday Napvine lost 28-24 in the 2B state championship game to, to okanagan. the okanagan bulldogs the tigers could not repeat as 2B champions it's hard to beat a team twice it is hard to beat a team twice in 2 years okanagan outrushed Napvine 267 to 79 David Huffstetler ran for 194 yards on 30 carries and quarterback Carter Kuganbuck. Kuganbu. Kuganbu. Is that really how you say yeah, it? really it? is how you say it. Jesus. He ran oh, in. Oh, cool. Not Jesus.
1: <laughs> it's a great name.
0: <laughs> ran in all four of the Bulldogs touchdowns. Oganagan uh, led 14-6 in the last minute of the second quarter, but Napoline stopped him on fourth down from the one-yard line. To keep it a one-score game going into the half, then the Tigers took the kickoff to start the third, marched down the field, and scored on a three-yard Kale Kelly run. After an interception, Napvine took the lead on a 21-yard pass from Ashton Demers to James Gross. The Tigers had Okanagan at third and 12 near midfield, but the Bulldogs hit their only big pass play of the game to convert and get into the red zone and retook the lead two plays later for good Naplin had a chance after a Demarest to Carson Denault touchdown with a minute left that cut it to the final 28 24 margin, but Okanagan recovered the onside kick. Uh, Demarest finished 12 of 20 for 141 yards passing with two touchdowns and an interception. Kel Kelly caught six passes for 57 yards and ran for 18 yards. And James Cross caught three balls for 48 yards. It's the first time since 2015 a non-District 4 team has won the state championship. And in 2015, that team was... Okanagan. Okanagan. And, and defeated, in 2000... Yeah. And they defeated... <laughs> Nappavine. Nappavine. And in 2014, it was... <laughs> Okanagan. Who beat... Vine. Uh, I was at those games. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think?
1: I thought this game went, I mean, the scouts coming in, I think for both this game and the Tumwater game, pretty much lined up with how the coaches saw it coming, and coming in it was Okanagan's big and they run a lot, and they're going to try to control the pace of the game, and they're just going to try to run through you, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much what happened. And it was
2: probably the best game to watch of the whole entire state
1: championship Absolutely. weekend. Yeah, that's
3: true.
2: And they, they really had a shot at that onside kick at the end there. Yeah. I was mention yeah. that, too. Yeah. It, it touched, mean, like, three different yeah,
3: out-line they, players that and was, rolled around for, like, 30 yards. Yeah,
2: Pablo Auretis...
3: Uh, Put that
1: ball perfectly, and I think it was Denault fell on it at the fifty, and it just squirted out from under his pads.
2: And it bounced around so far. I think Okanagan took they over around like the, the 30. thirty. Yeah, yeah, it bounced so far. It, back.
1: it got it went past the first level, and then Denault fell on it, and it squeaked out. It like um, spilled out, and then two more players jumped on it and spilled out again. And at that point, it passed the return man, so there was nobody behind the football, and it was just a dead race. And yeah, a couple Okanagan players jumped on it. it was borderline cartoonish. It just yes. kept
3: yeah. boop boop.
1: Boop, boop. <laughs> and it was one of those where, I mean, I think that happened with like 40 seconds left or 50 seconds left. Like it could have swung the game if obviously yeah, Navvine got it. Navvine gets that ball on the 30. That's, exactly. It would have yeah, been a pretty short field, but they just, yeah. Okanagan always had an answer. It It is kind of funny that, yeah, the one time Navvine really had to get a huge defensive stop, they went over the top with the passing play because everything else was just on the ground. Yeah. And they controlled. I think they, I think they won the time of possession battle in the first half. It was like 17 to uh, like four or something like that. Um, And also sort of weird. And we realized this after that, but Napaline scored four touchdowns and failed to get four two point conversions and one and lost by four. So this is why you have a kicker. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, that uh, would have been useful. Um, Okanagan did try an extra point and it got blocked.
3: So, well, there you go. Not always automatic. After watching Navvine's defense against Onalaska and just how they didn't really do a great job of stopping Onalaska's run, this is, I'm not going to say it's not surprising, but it's kind of fitting to what it seemed like they were playing towards their run defense in the semifinals. Just not to say Okanagan had a better run offense. They just, I think they had more options with the plays they ran instead of just four plays in between the two tackles. And yeah, Navvine just couldn't stop it. And pretty much this entire season, Josh Faye was pretty honest about the fact that like the
1: almost everything about this Navvine team was the same as last year, but the one difference was up front where they were they really didn't replace the, you know your Mario Lara's, your Deacon Parkers, and yeah, against Onalaska it was the fact that they would give up four yards ten times in a row to get one play behind the sticks, and just at on the flip side not let them break anything off, and Okanagan would. Didn't really, I think they broke off like one run, but
0: everything else was just five yards, six yards.
1: I mean, Okan Oganogan's line was
2: massive.
0: <laughs> yeah, Schwartz and I watched it on TV, and uh, yeah, we were just, look at look at them boys. Yeah, yeah the, the <laughs> Navivine Navivine has some hosses. Has They're
2: feeding something to those boys out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, Nappavine
1: hasn't played a line nearly that size yeah. and yeah. they showed. And they just got it off to a little bit of a slow start. That was the other thing, like talking about off, uh, Vine's offense was like kind of if it was the perfect thing that they had against Riverview, or even parts of on alaska they had a shot but they just didn't look great to start they got carson did back which was really interesting he uh was he apparently was cleared to play on tuesday and when dylan and i went out to practice josh Faye made a point of hiding him in the locker room so we didn't know he would be out there <laughs> um, but he was back from his broken collarbone <laughs> and playing at least on on offense and punting
3: yeah but monster, he had a monster punt he did have a monster quarter. punt he
1: also had a ball that it was a bad snap and he came down with a a great catch to catch the punt and then didn't get the punt off. But I think... I, I think go through da- the stadium. Yes. <laughs> That's <monster> punt. Uh, <laughs> Damaris, I think, started like two for eight to start and just there was no rhythm. And then once he kind of got going, um, there were some better drives. Those Basically, all the drives that ended in touchdowns were great and everything else was just three and out and the Okanagan front was just getting him off his spot all I, the time.
3: I don't know if it was because he was actually getting pressure for the first time really this season or if Okanagan just had a really good... I was pretty impressed with how well they defended the pass. Yeah. I don't know if that was just their secondary, which seeing the kind of offense they run, I wouldn't think
0: that they have great secondary, but they really did a good job against Navi Fine. All right. Any other thoughts on uh, the end of the 2B football season?
1: I think... Well, first of all, I can ask you, is this the end of District
0: 4 dominance? Uh, I don't know. I can... No, probably. Not. Like, next year, I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah yeah. Uh, Okanagan asked, graduates asked, a bunch of guys. Napfine, they graduate some guys, don't they? Yeah. I asked
1: Faye whether he was going to bet money on
0: playing Okanagan again this time next year, and he said, maybe. Huh. If he wants to put some money down at my, uh, you know... Off-Track sports book uh, that I operate out of this office on occasion. You um, are C2BL Hot Takes, right, on Twitter? Uh, no. <laughs> the takes would be so much hotter if I was. Those can takes we, are trash. Can we get,
2: can we just DM C2BL Hot Takes and see if he wants to come? He or she wants to come on the pod? Leave like? them anonymous. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Disguise their voice.
2: <laughs> I know they were having a tough time on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I'm sure they were in shambles wherever they were. Um, no, I don't know who runs that account. And frankly, after seeing the takes, I've never been that interested in finding out who it is. Well so not at C2BL
1: Hot Takes. I'm not Aaron and my DMs are open if you wanna link up for any content. Or a um, feature.
0: Yeah. Yes, write a feature on C2BL Hot Takes. <laughs> um I mean people act like it's like the the drill of Lewis County, which is
1: I mean, it is kind of the closest thing. That's not eh, close, eh. but it is closer than not a huge Twitter presence, meme, meme culture in this town, I'm sad to
0: say. Uh, no, there's... Well, never mind. I'm not going to mention some of the faceless Twitter accounts that have caused problems. <laughs> Those um, are different sorts of problems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this podcast, speaking of faceless Twitter accounts, this podcast brought to you by Gobel Septic. What? <laughs> septic service and portable sanitation for Thurston, Lewis, Mason, Callitz, and Grace Harbor Counties septic pumping inspection and riser installation commercial septic pumping grease trap services porta potty rentals and of course they'll rent you a sink uh, visit global septic that's g o e b e l septic.com give them a call at 360-736-2167 perfect to duck into a global septic sanitation station and fire off some anonymous tweets um next game up Tumwater lost the 2A state championship game to Cortis 60-30. to 30? Is that a record for most points that in is, a 2A? That is a record for most points in a 2A state
1: title game. That is not a record for most points that Tumwater has allowed, but it is the record for the most points Tumwater has allowed in a loss. Okay. Whoa. Wait. Yeah. This took me a minute the 62, other day, too. 61, They or? beat WF West 63-62 to 62 in 2004. First of all, shout out to Tumwater for wow. keeping better records than any other program we cover. Like they, their website yeah. has a, has every single game they've played, so it was easy to look that up. Yeah, that seems like a banger game. Also, I think I went to. I think that game went to triple overtime. So this That's is
0: four. Who'd have been? On? That would have been. Uh, yeah. Oh, McCallum and Overbay were the stars for WF West. Overbay went on to he started Eastern. He was a receiver. Then he moved to tight end. I think he played for the Steelers for a little bit. <laughs> Anyway, Cody was learning to walk at that time, so yeah, Cody I probably I'd <laughs> Be like a month old. Tom uh, Tomwater scored on their first drive and took a six nothing lead, but Anna Cordis went on a thirty four nothing run. Good lord, yes. to take a twenty eight point lead at half was that to halftime?
3: Yes. Uh, or just yes. they were eventually they were up, up thirty now. four six at half. It was that. Wow. Tom
0: yeah. uh, Water's offense found its rhythm in the second half, scoring twenty four points in the third, but the defense couldn't get off the field. The Seahawks finished the day with 552 total yards. That's not a record, but it's only 40 away from the championship game record. Uh, quarterback Rex Larson was 26 of 34th for 346 yards and four passing touchdowns. Cash Short scored two rushing touchdowns, and Peyton Davis led the team with 67 rushing yards. Um, and the, what, Brock and Brady Beaner, they had yeah. all the touchdowns? for Yeah. they had I four. mean,
1: Anna Cordes... Threw for three hundred yards and ran for two hundred yards, and any time you do that,
0: you're you're probably going to win. Yeah, you're going to be fine. Uh, It's Annacortis' first state title. The school didn't field a varsity team four years ago, and they didn't join a conference until last season, so it can be done. Yeah, I mean it's actually a really cool
1: story. It is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah, This was it was insane watching, especially because Tomwater's first drive was easy. It's textbook. Like they six
2: plays, they took 70 yards. I think Peyton
1: Davis went around the first play of the game on a misdirection play for 30 yards. And then they just chugged the rest of the way. And then Anna Cordes got the ball and it was over. Um, it was like watching and we stayed for, I mean, we watched the three, a game, which was an ugly game and we watched the four, a game, which wasn't much better at times that looked low key. Like college football talent running the anacortes. They had three guys that were just always open anacortes. Yeah, so Rex Larson was 30 26 of 34. I think I saw it. They had seven guys pa- catch catch a pass. I think they had five guys catch at least three passes. There was just always somebody open and when they weren't open, they were just mossing dudes yeah. all <laughs> over the place. They had I don't remember which what the score was. I think it was when it, it was when it was 30 34 to 6 coming out of, and it was Anacortes' first drive of the third quarter, I think. You know, 34-14, because mm-hmm. Tumwater had got, got the opening kick in the third and just got it, and then it got the defense. The defense got Anacortes, what was it, third and...
2: It's third and 39. Third and 39.
1: 47. <laughs> and they just went one-on-one, deep shot, Hail Mary. Guy jumped over a dude, came down with it, and scored a touchdown, and it was 40-14. to 14. Caught everything. Yeah. They, they caught everything
3: on that field. It was incredibly impressive. Yeah. I believe it was, like, 14 to 6. And Accordas was winning, in, like, late in the first. And they forced a three and out. And Tomara tried to punt from, like, their own 10. And they ended up getting blocked. And then they scored a touchdown. Yeah. And that was really just the knockout punch. Tomara was just kind of like a deer in a set of headlights after that. They, yeah, Brock,
2: Brock Beener, it fell right into his arms. I yeah. forgot the name of the player who blocked the punt. But Brock started looking around and Caught it, like stuck it was his, his hands out. And it just fell right in. It was, yeah. You couldn't yeah. have he placed walked it any better.
1: And, I mean, yeah, I was starting to look up at halftime, you know, because Tom Water has those notes about all of its scores. I was like, "Okay, what's the, you know, mm-hmm. biggest defeat in Tom Water history is this close?" And it would have been close at if it would been going at halftime. And then Tom Water comes out and they scored 24 points in the third quarter on they got into the end zone on every third quarter possession.
3: And all it did was make it what was it? I think that made it 48 to 30. <laughs> Yeah, I was shooting on the Tomar sidelines, and every time they would score and get within two touchdowns there would be a yeah. a moment of hope and then like three plays later just bang and Anacortes is right back in the end zone they just couldn't do anything to stop them. Uh and Anacortes it sounds like they're they're young too. Yeah, I think they're pretty
2: much all juniors. Like they're going to stay good. <sighs> okay. They scored on 8 of their 9 offensive drives. That's pretty good. Not counting the final couple of kneel downs and then the other came on that special
3: teams play. They totally stole and- the Seahawks chant.
1: They did steal the Seahawks. They, <laughs> they stole TCU's uniforms and the Seahawks. Purple rain. Also, the <laughs> yeah, comparing the, the other thing, and this was a little hard, and Cody could say, we didn't, couldn't really tell from the press box. Most of Anacortes was in Husky Stadium. Like, a, I saw yeah. something on Twitter that, like, of, this, of the
3: 12 schools that went there, apparently the Anacortes crowd was by far the best. It could have been that Lake Stevens played after and also is purple, and there were lots of Lake Stevens people yeah, in the crowd. Yeah, you'll see that a lot. Of- yeah, it's true. But, it, like, yeah, it was by far the biggest one there, and they were loud. And a couple guys' entire faces were purple. I took yeah. a photo of a guy, but Josh said I couldn't use it. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me bad dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to kind of go off Josh's point in the
2: beginning, too, uh, Willie Garrow kind of talked about it afterwards. He's like, on some of those plays, like, our defenders were there, and they just made plays against most high schools, against most high school wide receivers you're making a play on that ball, but they were just on another level and you can't really win a lot of games when you give up nearly 600 yards
0: and 60 points. All right, anything else on... Uh, who's your... Are you guys picking Antiquarters for next year? If you had to put some Off, money down uh, on my yeah. total I mean, yeah. off-track bet station? Off.
1: <laughs> I think it's basically... <laughs> who, whoever wins the game between Antiquarters and Linden is probably... yeah. Dunwater's going to bring back a lot too, but they're
0: going to yeah. need to retool it a couple spots. All right. This podcast brought to you by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. Everything you need. Uh, You know, maybe you've had a a long weekend at Husky Stadium, alternately celebrating and crying. And you need to get back to your, your home. And then you realize you have no furniture. And you need to visit Elam's Home Furnishings and check out their living room section, their bedroom section, their dining room section, and their office section. No better mattress to sleep off a championship loss than an Elam's mattress. You're goddamn right, Cody. of boy. <laughs> Good work. Um, <laughs> visit them online, elamshf.com. Or visit their showroom at 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. Uh, other championship games in the 1Bs, Liberty Bell, which, as I understand it, is a 2B school yeah, playing 2B 1B school. football. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, they beat Wilbur, Crest, and Keller 68 22 for their second straight title. Huh.
1: Maybe they're good and should not be playing eight man football. Oh, play football. They just are, just... are also
0: a long ways away from anywhere else they could possibly play. Yeah. But still. Uh, in the 1As. Put them in 1A. No. <laughs> Royal beat the Lakeside nine mile fouls, 49-7 for its seventh title since 2015. I covered one of their title games a few years ago. Is Royal too good for 1A football? The seniors are, asking.
3: are just going to be looking like Tom Brady at graduation <laughs>
0: with all those rings. <laughs> um, In the 4As, Lake Stevens beat Graham Kapowson 31-6. to And in the 3As, Bellevue, which was the number six seed. Yep. Beat Yelm fourteen nothing. You guys were there. I was. I was covering, covering it, it for the Nisqually Valley News.
3: Yes, my one day a year covering three A sports. Uh, would you like to discuss? First boxing match I ever covered. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What? What? What happened?
3: <laughs> uh, on the twelfth play of the game, while Oregon
1: was down twenty to three in the Pac twelve championship. <laughs> um. Was I think it was still 0-0 at the time, and yeah, Yellen gave the ball to Braden Platt, their four-star, well, he's a linebacker. He's going to Oregon to be a linebacker, but their four-star running back. And he. it was one of those plays where, you know, the defense just stands up, the running back doesn't get him to the ground, so he keeps going, even the whistle's been blowing because one person's moving, everybody's moving, and there's just kind of a lot of jostling going on, and he kind of got sent under into the scrum and came back out, and as he came back out, somebody knocked his helmet off, and he turned around and punched a dude.
0: Was the dude wearing a helmet? He yes. was. Never understood that. Never understood the,
3: that. Um, the, he brought his fist like 180 degrees down and around. Just yeah, it was a, a straight... Eye. No shot. He couldn't get thrown out for it. Uh, yeah, and it was right in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. It was right after everything. Yeah, there was no getting away with that. He tried, and then a Bellevue kid like glazed his, grazed his shoulder, and he just like fell over like, to <laughs> try to counteract <laughs> it because oh. he knew he was going to get kicked
1: out. And uh, then, it, like the... The thing, I mean, you obviously feel bad for the kid, but like, and as soon as it happened, the entire Bellevue sideline just like lost its shit. Mm-hmm.
3: Like, it was as
2: if they had scored the
1: game. It was as if stuff. they had won the, yeah. the yeah. game <laughs> one right of my, there. One of
3: my friends said, that's a great game plan by Bellevue. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, and it was obvious. Some, somebody said something probably in there, which we can get into the stoppages to talk to. <laughs> the sportsmanship, shop, sportsmanship oh stoppages gosh. at Husky Stadium over the weekend. But yeah, after that, it was just, I mean, and, it would have been a different game with him in there, and yeah, Bellevue went on. They run the wing T just like Tumwater, and they do a good job of it, just like Tumwater. And the difference was that Yelm's offense wasn't doing what Anacortes could do, and Bellevue won fourteen to nothing. Yelm got the ball into plus territory three times in the final quarter and turned it over all three times. There just there wasn't offense without their workhorse tailback in there.
0: All right. Uh, tell me about these sportsmanship stoppages. What, are, what, do, what do you mean? It's so like Stopping things to talk to kids? Yeah, or like- so
1: normally in football, if somebody does something unsportsmanlike, they throw a flag and they call an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. It's 15 yards and an automatic first down, unless it's on the offense, in which case it's just 15 yards. But in uh, high school this year, or apparently just the playoffs, when somebody does something unsportsmanlike, you know, says a naughty word or, you know, threatens to start a fight, uh, what, what kind of
0: naughty words? You got any, you got any examples? Uh, uh, not any.
1: I'm going to stay on this uh, podcast. I oh got on. the list. <laughs> um, instead, when that happens, the refs blow their whistle and then throw a flag and then call an unsportsmanlike conduct re- penalty and then kick the teams off the field, demand that the coaches and players, the coaches and captains join them in midfield. Stand in a then, circle, hold hands. And then call the sounds. athletic directors to midfield. And then have a nice ten-minute conversation about how sportsmanship is important, and everybody has to play nice, and we shouldn't really shouldn't be cussing each other out on the field. And then after about twenty minutes of this, we can go back to playing a game of football. And
0: That's,
1: we saw that happen see,
3: in three of the games. Complete waste of time. Did it happen yeah. Saturday once? It didn't so. even, did it even it happen happened. after the plaid ejection? I don't think they even did. <laughs>
1: they didn't do it after Grand Plat to a Because <laughs> I texted <laughs> you guys. I was
3: like, if there's ever a time for a sportsmanship <laughs> meeting, it's right now. <laughs> they didn't even have one. They
1: did it in like the fourth quarter of the 1A game, which was 42 to 7. And they did it. I want to say they did it twice during that game.
2: Yeah. Maybe early. once
1: earlier, but. I think they did it later during the Young game. Maybe just different riffs. Yeah. It was bad. Also, yeah, the refereeing across the weekend was just not optimal. The 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 it was people dealing with like microphones for the first time ever, and they got all got stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> like the flags themselves, Napa Vine had gripes about the penalties, and they have no complaint. The flags were the the, the calls being made in the Napa Vine game were fine, but they threw the flag and then they would converse, and then they would break, and then they'd converse for another minute, and then it they'd break. It seem like and it was just drag- yeah. It would take five minutes for them to actually make the call, and it was just, what are we doing here? And I then when they w-
2: would make the call, it'd
3: be, or I guess this was the Tumwater game, holding, green, yeah. second yeah. down. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I think it was the 3A game. One of the riffs just got on his oh. mic, and he was like... We, got, uh, we had a total
0: hot mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That's assault in King County. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, there was, there was a ton of flags in the, the nap game. That too. There was what, like 20 or something. I checked the stats and saw I, it, but yeah, I can't I, remember what it was. I think I want to say it was like,
1: that was one of the things that was downing Like Napoli. 20 was flags. They, they kept, yeah. they, they were trying to, because the deep shots weren't there, they were trying to do like their sweeps and their screens and they just could not get, do anything to the outside without getting a hold called on them.
3: Yeah. But well, 99% of the time in two B football, you get away with holds all day. Yeah, given the refs that they usually have, so I feel no team, neither team, were prepared for Cody just outing himself as a big time holder. <laughs> no, I'm a big time guy that got hol- got held <laughs> all uh-huh. the time. Big time holdy, uh-huh. yes, holdy. Yeah, talking
0: like back is to the guy, and he still got my <laughs> my <laughs> chest plate. Uh, number one seeds over the weekend went two and four again. Five of the six games were one versus two seeds. The uh, the only outlier was number six Bellevue and number one Yelm. Which Bellevue, one? of course, won that one. Uh, the number one seeds that won were what? Royal Liberty Bell. Yep. Wow. All right. Uh, this podcast brought to you by AmeriCool Heating and you Cooling. Okay, fine. Wait, did we? Oh yeah. Oh, but sorry. <clears throat> Teams wearing purple at Husky Stadium went two and zero this weekend. Coinky Nink. I think so, yeah. Cool. By definition, yes. Yeah. The tinfoil hats. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, was going to
1: look into gr- teams wearing green, but I think Liberty Bell does wear green. Uh, do they? They're like green and yellow-ish. Patel Water lost and yeah. Lakeside lost, so.
0: Interesting. Conspiracy. AmeriCool Heating and Air Conditioning. I Your comfort a- is their business. Yes, Cody?
3: I passed an AmeriCool van the other day. Did you salute
0: him? <laughs> did, you, did you stop did. And did. Pull thank you Pull over? I'm pretty you for sure it's 24 the, 7 service. Pretty
3: sure the van's got like an American flag on the side. I should have just. Yeah. Thanks, you boys. Just.
0: Thanks for all you do. <laughs> uh, you can call AmeriCool at 360 996 5806. That's our 24 7 emergency service line. They will um, get
3: there quick because those guys were driving fast, let me tell you. <laughs>
0: they they don't mess around. Man. Well, and also everybody's pulling over out of
3: respect for them to let them get there
0: faster. Exactly. They right. may have yeah. been yeah. on their way Might somewhere. as well just throw
3: a siren on their vans.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's too hot or too cold. we got to get there. Uh, Full-service HVAC installation services and repair with a 100% satisfaction guarantee with everything they do. Just like us. Just like this podcast and the sports department in general. Visit west.americoolonline.com to learn more. Uh, any final thoughts on the football season before we move on to something else going on?
3: Good season. Pretty
1: good. A lot yeah. of teams that I think were a lot better than they were last year and didn't show up in the
3: titles. but Every good regular season game was in the first week.
0: Is that true? If I no. remember right, wasn't it? Like,
3: no, there were a Well, couple. most. Oh, it was first couple weeks. There was a lot of duds, but I mean, that's just high school football. Yeah. yeah. I just remember the first week. It was like... Six different games within one score. That was true. Yeah, there were some good
1: ones throughout the week. Week two was bang. like week two. You had the Rochester beating Black Hills in o- overtime. Oh, Maybe okay. that was week three. I think that was week three. You're right. Sorry. Um,
0: all right. Um, it is basketball season. Oh, when's the all area football coming out?
1: Probably next week. We're gonna we have to get moving on all area volleyball
0: and soccer too. That's gonna be this week. Oh yeah. It's gonna be the all area MVP. You'll have to buy the issue, (laughs) Cody, or read it on the Internet. Um, (laughs) And uh, there will be a basketball preview coming, too? Eventually, yeah. Okay. Since basketball season has started, we've already had a uh, a scoring record be tied. Yes. By Judah Kelly from Wartoy Pass. She scored 41. Yes, and we were told it was the school record. Well, you know, it's easy to forget. I put that it was the school record. I am now learning that it was not yeah, the school Yeah, I learned record. this yesterday when Aaron told me. Did you change that on I the did. article? Okay, it's, thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I saw, like, the Morton School District or, like shared a photo of him with, like, tied a school record. And I was like, uh, oh, good for them. Uh, but, yeah, the school record was 41 points. Matt Poquette set it against Le Center in his senior year. Early in the season, if I remember right. And, yeah, Judy Kelly tied it against... Was he playing the center too? No, he's playing Valley. Oh, Valley. Okay. Uh, yeah, good for him. It's a lot of points. Seems like they're putting up a lot of points. They played
1: one
2: game and they did put
0: up a lot of points. They played two games. Oh, two. And they put up a lot in one of them. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Read the paper.
2: I think they put up a lot in the other one too. They just also
0: allowed a lot, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But. Well, they're going to be a fun team. Anyway, basketball's going on. We're going to go through each league and come up with one storyline or one uh, talking point. One thing maybe you can tell your friends if they're asking you at the water cooler about 2A boys basketball, for example. Uh, so in the Evergreen 2A Conference, boys basketball division, the theme is chaos? Question mark. I think there's just power vacuum. Last year it was the obvious
1: kind of traditional 2 way FCO setup. You had Tumwater, you had WFS. He had Black Hills and then everybody else. And then Tom Water graduated everybody. WF West graduated Soren Dalen, who was probably the most important pla like most valuable player to his team in that league. Black Hills graduated Keegan Rongan and Johnny Stallings. And now, not a lot's left. I mean, WF West has a couple guys. Like, was talking to coaches before, and like the, the two most uh, experienced teams in the evco are shelton and centralia okay and those are not the two most talented teams in the league so it's going to kind of be wh- who's got the mix and wfs has a couple guys back tom water has one or two guys back Black Hills has one or two guys back and
0: yeah i have no clue what's going to happen all right chaos it is um in the 2a evergreen conference girls division WF West, they've got julia dalen that's She's good that's Pretty good. good yeah League MVP, right?
1: Two time already, I believe. Is it two? Or no? She might not have won it as a freshman, but definitely last year, All Area MVP last year. Yeah. And they, I mean, they only played six girls in their rotation last year, and Morgan Roderson was the only one that graduated. So they bring back everybody along with her. They've got a couple of freshmen who are actually like their rotation seems to be deeper, though maybe that's just them playing non-league games.
2: I'm not sure how their first game went, but Dylan Beck had. 13 points, six rebounds, and four assists. She's one of the freshmen that Karnowsky yeah. was talking about trying to integrate these freshmen and see kind of where they're going to fit early, and that's a so pretty far, good start.
1: Like, yeah, last year they really played. It was six, and then Carly Deskins got hurt, and it was five, pretty much. the in, Like, there were a couple minutes in Yakima last year where I think somebody had, like, a cut on their leg or something, and they had to force, actually bring the sixth girl in off the bench, and it was like... You just stand in the corner and help us play. Like, on defense, you get this part of the zone and you know how to do this, but on offense, you are not touching the ball. As soon as you touch the ball, give the ball up. Um, If they actually have, you know, six or seven, they could run an offense around, and they can get a little bit more from their wings, from Grace Simpson, from Lena Fragner, Amanda Bennett's running the point, Um, a little bit more scoring from her to, you know, help the best player in Lewis County. They might, like, this could be a year they could take a serious step. They're going to go out and play Ellensburg
0: in... Ellensburg. Oh, yeah. wow, interesting. And and I a, may go to that I go. to be determined. Okay. Uh, in the 1A Evergreen League on the boys' side, can Tanaino bring it together? It's the big question. They got the scout kid. He's pretty big. They, they got, got the Ganya, got, uh, kid. Ganya kid.
1: Well, Ganya's big. Scout's just good.
0: Yeah, they both missed, good.
1: They were sophomores last year, and they had the talent, and they just had no experience and not enough cohesion to overcome the lack of experience, and they missed... I can't remember if they missed the district tournament or they just didn't do well in the district tournament. And now they're all juniors and they're back. They've got Jack Burkhart who is dealing with an injury. So they're kind of waiting for him to come back. But when he does, he's six, five, something like that. They've got Cody Strawn, a bunch of guys from the football team. And yeah, just a lot of experience coming back, which is not something they had last year. And suddenly they should be contending in that league.
0: Um, and on the girls side in that league, who's,
1: who's the team to beat? Probably Montesano because they yeah, have the day They traditionally are. Well, I only one Daylon now. Tonight I was going to have another rebuilding year. They're kind of – I mean, we – Yeah, I was out
2: out there last last week, and the days are blended together. I already forgot who they were playing. I think they were playing Toledo. They They were were playing playing Toledo, Toledo. yes. And they were just having – I'm sure it will get better as the year goes on because I believe that was the first or second game, but they were just having trouble getting into a rhythm offensively, and
0: they just went down big early, and that was kind of it. All right, in the Central 2B League, our favorite league on the boys' side, is it Napvine and everyone else? And what can ADNA do?
1: Yeah, this was, I mean, you remember, the, the boys last year were actually pretty fun. They had, it was pretty much a four-team race between. It
0: was, it was, it was, it was pretty up and down.
1: Nappavine, ADNA, MWP, and Wakayakum. And from the sounds of it, I think Wakayakum pretty much graduated everybody. And MWP graduated. Just about everybody other than Judah Kelly. Yeah. And it was set to be Adna and Napavine again. And then Braden Salmi broke his foot. So he's out for oh, the foreseeable sucks. future, which which really sucks. And yeah, so. Eli Smith, no. And Eli potentially Smith potentially. I heard he strained his hurt knee. Or his knee strained it, sprained it, something like that. Yeah, so they're 3-0. and oh, And the texts I'm getting from Luke Salmi are like, This team's incredible. I don't know how we're doing it. Like, they're playing, I mean, because right now they have Lane Johnson, who just scored 20 points, which was not happening last year. And who's the other senior on that team? Uh, Um, Jens Nielsen. Jens Nielsen. And they've
3: plugged in freshmen. They've got another Salmi. I saw that. uh, Trevin Salmi, and then the other two freshmen are Grayson Humphrey and Bo Miller. Yep. Trevin and Grayson are two kids that have been playing year-round since they were born. Yeah, so
1: it's kind of the, I think there's still hope that they can get Braden Salmi back kind of come crunch time around districts or, you know, mid end of February. And it's kind of like, can this is a team that's like, yeah, if they can be in the hunt when he comes back, obviously he comes back and he's one of the top three scorers in the in the league. Uh, until then, Napamine's just got the athletes and they've got James Gross and they got Carson Denault, who apparently is healthy again. And they mm-hmm. got Jack Nelson who is a year older and a year stronger. And they got the Stanley kid being the uh St- whoop. Their gritty kind of point guard kid. Aggra- Aggravator.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> uh yeah. Like they I don't know who else there's. Toledo um has looked good early, but I'm not sure if they've really got the star talent to line up with kind of the big boys, though they proved last year they can they can take out any one of them on any given night. It's just kind of a matter of putting, you know, four or five weeks together. Would you say Rainier's kind of on that same? Radio's probably on that same. Too, they got three Meldrums again.
0: Too many. Uh, what what's Tootle Lake got cooking? Tootle Lake's got Zach Swanson. He's back. He is back. It this took is, him this his tenth year of varsity basketball. <laughs> it took
1: him. Uh, I think he. I think he managed to hit two thousand points in the first quarter of their opener, given the fact that he went into the season on nineteen ninety seven. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, I mean, count Tootle Lake out at your own peril, but also they're one pretty much one guy unless they've got new kids after months of the swirling ad to rumors. He's right back at total. Yeah. No. But if you so, want to talk about star studded <laughs> ad transfers, let's talk about the girls because Holy crap. Wait, you're <laughs> telling me the other girls
0: basketball team has transfer players. I'm telling you that Carson, <laughs>
1: I'm telling you that Carson Freeman came in and dropped 30 in her debut. Uh,
0: yeah, that's, that's pretty good.
1: Um, and that team was not exactly, I mean, they got to Carly von Moose, not exactly lacking, uh, star power going in, and then they add the best player in District 4,
0: probably. They had, what, the three pretty good guards, like Hallam and Humphrey, Guard and Humphrey? Yeah. And still have those. They so still have still We're talking about the older Humphrey. No,
1: no, it's the same ones. They are all sophomores yep. last year. They're all juniors. So they have to replace Carly Von Moose in the post, which is a lot.
0: Yeah, she's And good. Brooklyn Luce shooting threes, which is also a lot, but they got a lot. <laughs> But they brought in Freeman, and she what's she scoring, like 20-something a game now? Yes,
1: she got 30 in her first game, and I think she's got 15 in one other and 21 other than that, so. Pretty good. Interesting. Um, all right. Uh, and then Nappavine girls are also. They're the same team as they were last year. I mean, Kira O'Neal's a year better. She looked really good. I saw them out against Mossy Rock, absolutely dominate. The Mo- Nappavine's doing the same thing that they did last year, which is just, other than Kira O'Neal and maybe Hayden Kaut, they're. 10 girls who are just in better shape than you who can run faster than you jump and play really good defense and they only ever have to play 45 seconds at a time because there's five on the floor and six more on the bench that can just rotate in and out and they'll just press you to death pretty Mm -hmm. much and that's what they did against mossy rock mossy rock had more turnovers than shot attempts and it was basically just press into a layup line Press into a layup line. Turn up turnovers into layups. The half court offense was fine, but also they barely ever needed to run it, and that's yeah. exactly, they're going to do that to pretty much everybody.
0: Um, and then Rainier, what's what's their deal? They're good at volleyball. they were good at basketball last year. Yeah, it's
1: kind of can they take the next step? Um, they did for volleyball.
0: Okay. Um, and then in the one B's in the league, we're not really what you're to call one B coastal something i think maybe? it's still think it's Columbia Valley
1: i think that we're it's the same as last year where there's the Columbia Valley and the coastal but also the coastal only sort of exists maybe i haven't heard anything from Oakville yet this year so it's a little hard
0: now as, if i remember correctly last year the teams met up around Christmas and went uh, hat in hand and knocked on Oakville's door and said sir please sir win our title for us win our title for us can you play our JV teams and schedule some more powerful opponents for yourselves Yeah, that's pretty much it. The opposing ADs went to Oakville, you know, tears in their eyes. You're too good. You are. (laughs) You're too much for us. Um, But no, Oakville was fine last year. And are they as good this year? Or has a new contender arisen somewhere? Has
1: a new contender arisen arisen in the 1B Coastal to take over Oakville's crown? No.
0: Well, I mean, I guess you also got Mossy Rock in the 1B Columbia Valley, whatever they're in.
1: I don't know much about Oakville. I know they graduated Ashton Boyd, who is one of the best players in the area. And... I don't entirely know. The one box score we got for Oakfield didn't have Eddie Clatouche on it, so I'm not sure if he's playing or not. But Courtney Price is a really good post player. They've still got at least one Rodas at a time. They've got the athletes to beat anybody in that league by 60 points a game.
0: Uh, what about Mossy Rock?
1: The boys? Yeah. Well, think about their football team because it's the exact same guys.
0: All right. They're going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, Them and Nacell for the league title there, probably. Yeah. Like it is much. in everything. Probably. Yeah. All right, and then on the girls' side, how does Moss Rock compare to the rest of the state? It looks like they had a bit of a speed bump in their first game against Napfine.
1: Yeah, that's the... I mean, again, it's the exact same team as the volleyball team, and the volleyball team has is no longer... We're just the best small school in the area. Like, last year, they were... I mean, I saw Mossy Rock lose to Adna by two, I think. yeah, They're not doing that this year. They're not going to beat Nafavine. They might give the Rainiers or Toledos a game. But also, then they're going to go into one B play and beat everybody by 70. So, like, not sure. It's, it's like volleyball. I'm not sure. Like, they're going to win that league easily. I'm not sure if they're going to turn that into anything at state. But in volleyball, they did. They turned it into a third-place finish. So, does that kind of carry over? Who knows? We shall see.
0: All right, anything else you guys want to mention before we close this one out? We're going to talk selection committee in <laughs> the playoff?
3: Oh, Dylan, talk about the selection committee in the playoff.
0: <sighs> oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, go ahead. I'm, go I'm ahead.
3: torn because
2: <laughs> by Boo Corrigan was, is kind of right. By the letter of the law and kind of the system that's in place, there's all this whole like the four best teams. We're talking about college Heavy now. air yeah. quotes. Oh, yeah, 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 Heavy air quotes, right? The four best teams and it's like did they get it right probably no. but at the same time like what's the point if you're if a team's gonna go unbeaten in a power five conference it was one thing when ucf did it against you know cincinnati before they had their year and the rest of the american but was UCF even in the american at that time am i getting conferences mixed up no there were yeah. but it's just tough. As soon as Texas popped in, into that three spot, you kind of knew, like, you kind of knew it was Bama at four. Because it, it it was weird. Because it's like, okay, if you're, if you're saying Florida State's not better than Bama because of the Jordan Travis injury, why are you sandwiching them ahead of Georgia? It just feels inconsistent. And this twelve team playoff can't come soon soon enough.
1: Somewhere, I don't. I, I, there's a lot of points being made in there, but somewhere, somebody is in Kalama is listening to this and being like, Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well Josh, you can look at this with such uh in, an air of detachment now. Yeah, but also they threw UW in the <laughs> New Orleans
1: in the sugar bowl in New Orleans instead of sending them to Pasadena even though Yeah that was or- interesting. even though New Orleans is closer to uh Ann Arbor, Michigan than Pasadena. Are, are you is. going to
0: Nolans? No,
1: hell
2: oh. no. But Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. Alabama is also closer to New Orleans than Ann Arbor.
3: Or then But yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't side with the selection committee cool. or the any of the teams. I side with what J J Watt proposed. Oh, no, I liked his option. Yeah. Screw it. Do six teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Washington and Michigan and one and two, and then a random draw for the other four play-ins. Yeah, I like that. That would have been the best solution. The Florida State head coach had a amazing rant. Oh, the Florida State on. athletic director went off. It was great. Oh yeah, they were all great. And just the I saw a great <laughs> snapshot of like a. Coach's meeting for the – what's the bowl Georgia and Florida State are playing in? Would that be the Rose sure. oh, sh- no. 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 Peach Bowl, I think. Orange yeah. Bowl? One of those. But it was the coach's meeting for that, and it was the two of them side-by-side side on the Zoom call. And it's like, who do you think wants to be here at least? <laughs> <laughs> and they both just look so sad. think Norvell was literally, like, shaking his head from, like, minute one.
1: I mean, honestly, you talked about UCF. Like, Florida State should just, like – forfeit and declare itself national like refuse to play and declare itself national champion. So
2: an interesting thing I saw, I forgot which AP voter it was, but someone on Twitter proposed and said, Hey, if Florida state beats Georgia and one of the one loss teams wins the playoff, would any AP voter consider voting Florida state at one in the final AP poll? And one of the voters tweeted and was like, it'd be something I'd consider. Um Interesting.
3: If they beat Georgia, I wouldn't even be mad at them for claiming a national yeah. championship. Yeah. That person from Kalama is still
1: thinking
0: you're agreeing with them somehow in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to close it out there. We'll be back next week sometime to talk about uh, basketball. Preview to playoff. Yeah. All right. See you guys. Thanks.